You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trophy Horses episode 546. And uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, we're we're we're, de- we're reaching deep into the past here. We got uh, I not only got I yield to no one with me. What's up? But even better, the cherry on top of this 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 uh, Sunday. I know we got some NFL fans. I'm sure there's some crossover with our with our listeners. I know Yield likes to play fantasy football, and Yield, this is a treat because. I know that Michigan has its own professional football team. I get it. I know. But here on the show, we have the real Detroit Lion. We got Donnie. What up, though, people? Yeah, um, I think y'all are in a bind calling me. <laughs> you got to save our bacon once again, Donnie. How's it feel to be a superhero? Oh, man, it feels good. It feels good. The only, the only thing I got to ask is, when uh, when does Donnie get his own TV series on Disney Plus? Uh, probably never, cause uh, I can't get down with the Disney, cause they they whack. <laughs> Donnie, if you did have a superhero name and a superhero power, what what would they actually be? I don't have a name yet, but I've been, I have been thinking about a power, so I guess um, manifestation. <laughs> All right, man. Like you could like think something and it would manifest in front of you. Yeah, like a. Uh, uh, a real more power, a godly linter, <laughs> I guess you could say. All right. That's a, that's a good question to start on. And, and, you know, Donnie may be a superhero, but Yield and I have our own strengths and uh, our own powers. Yield, what's, what's a superpower you've always wanted to have? <sighs> you know, the generic was always uh, x-ray vision, but... Well, I would say that flying was always the generic thing. Like, it seems like most people are either, like, super strength or, you know, ability to fly. Uh, I'd probably say super strength, really. Yeah, honestly, that's kind of what I would go with, too. I'm, I'm kind of basic in that way as well, because, like, Colossus was always my favorite X-Men. And, you know, I always like the bigger, stronger, like the Hulk. I always like the bigger, stronger superheroes, so I guess that fits well with me, too. Tricky said that he would like to be able to control metal. So, uh, for those, you know, Tricky's not in this episode, but he's in the chat because he's listening from work. So, uh, Tricky is with us, kind of in spirit, but also kind of in the chat. So, you won't hear him, but uh, but Tricky is with us. Uh, g- good, good. I know you love podcasting with Tricky, Donnie. I'm sorry he couldn't be here to podcast with you. But sometimes... You know, you guys have some good discussions, but sometimes I feel like it's best to keep you guys separated because, you know, sometimes sometimes it gets a little heated. We only have good discussions outside of Trophy Horror. Outside Trophy Horror. Man, we're talking about hard-hitting stuff on this show. We're going to be talking about Resident Evil. We're going to be talking about trophies. What's more hard-hitting than that, Donnie? No, no, no. The topics are good. Just me and Tricky have good ones outside of it. <laughs> I always, I always feel good hearing you all squabble like an old married couple. I have to agree. 
he guys just like drama. And, well, just that well, is, yeah. That's what makes the money. What, what's that old wrestling saying? Personal issues draw money. Hey, little little bit of drama never hurt anybody. Nah, but when it's tricky. Yeah. Well, tricky, tricky. You know, Donnie, tricky likes to think that he's the cock of the walk when it comes to trophies, and uh, I don't know. Sid's Sid's blistering him these days, but uh, you know, we'll see if tricky can catch up. Let's get into our updated trophy counts on that subject. Tricky is level 684 with a total trophy count of 16,860 with a platinum count of 374. I am level 464 with a total trophy count of 8,140 and a platinum count of 131 in 130 games. Mr. I yield to no one. Ah, I was just on there and then I clicked off of it. There I am! Level 481 with a trophy count of 8,845 and a platinum count of one. 59. We got Sid across the pond with level 763 and a total traffic count of 18,905 with a platinum count of 572. Donnie, sir? I am level 443. Trophy count is 8094 minus about whatever whatever a trophy count or, uh, list has. Whatever that X amount is on the average. And plat count 107. Donnie, I feel like the total trophy count, you're better, better off just saying, I don't know how much, how many. I got some. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't been, uh, I haven't been, uh, a, a, a whore for trophies lately. Like, I get them when I get them now. Like, uh. I don't even play the games like I used to. I've been, I just edit now. <laughs> well, editing. So, how many different shows you got uh, got your hands around these days? Because there's whatever talk, but you doing any other shows? Um, well, the spinoffs, and that's about it for now. I, I'm gonna tell you something, Donnie. I feel your pain there because I know how much editing. I edit every other week, and I know how much time editing can take. So, but I mean, especially if you want things to sound as good as they possibly can for people. So I get that that, uh, that hampers your time, you know, plus having a family. It gets in the way of playing video games, but obviously you're trying to get the, the word out there. You're trying to get the, the, the voice of Donnie out there more, so it's just something you got to do. Um, we'll let you you plug all your stuff uh, towards the end of the show. We got stuff going on, because I'm sure that people want to want to hear what Donnie's up to and what uh, all the spinoffs are. But um, what you been playing, sir? I, I just finished one of the most disappointing game I had in such a long time which is before I say that I have been playing uh well I haven't been playing that because I put it on the back burner until I finished this game Saints Row ah oh, I've, <laughs> I've been going through the playing this game and doing all the side missions because that's just me my uh my ADD of doing yeah, you, everything, you're, you're, but the you're, main mission. You're OCD. <laughs> OCD, yes. OCD, my bad. Uh, doing everything, but the main mission of open world games is, yeah. But I didn't realize that all the freaking game has to offer is side missions. I, I did, <laughs> I just finished it and doing the story missions as I go along. And it seems like I only did like 10 main missions and now the credits rolling. I'm like, are you freaking serious? I've been playing all this time. Like, I've been putting in some hours in this game. 
and it's just been sad missions in the game uh saints row they fell off majorly i don't I, i'm i'm highly disappointed so what you're saying is you weren't scared off by the very tepid the very lukewarm reviews that that game got uh no i don't care about any reviews i don't even read reviews until after i see the credits of a game that i'm playing because i don't i don't care about what other people have to say about anything <laughs> I don't know. With, with it seems like the reviews were kind of dead on on this game. Do you wish now that you had read it so that you? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you bought the game or not, or how you decided to play it. But yep, bought it because I have uh, I have faith in the other. Uh, well, which which one? What was the latest one before uh, before this one? Uh, it was number four, wasn't it? Was it that? Was it the re-election yeah, or the gap? Yeah. The gap out of hell. Agents of Mayhem. Oh, that ain't Saints Row. I'm talking about Saints Row. Oh, Saints Row. Well, I mean, uh, Saints that Row. Was, yeah, it was, it was Saints Row 4. Saints Row 4, is that the, uh, that's the so, one with the superpowers? So, yeah. Get Out of Hell came out before that one? Yeah, Get Out of Hell was DLC for Saints Row 3. Oh, okay. So, well, okay, the, where that one, the Get Out of Hell, was kind of crap to me, but... Three and four, I dug. Four was my absolute. I mean, three was my absolute favorite. And, but this one, they they went a different route, trying to make it more serious as far as storytelling. They 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 tried their best to keep the comedy within like the gameplay of it. But uh, this this sucks, and I'm 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 mad. I spent my my money on this. <laughs> Hey man, sometimes the the critical reviews can help you out. I'm I'm more like you, Donnie, where I don't um, tend to look at reviews before I buy a game because if I want to buy a game, then I just buy a game and I'll uh, I'll take my chances. I haven't struck out many times recently, so I got a good streak going. But uh, uh, tricky little update. He uh, says in the chat that it was Saints Row Four DLC, Got Out of Hill. So I disagree. That was, with him. That was yeah, but I thought it was a standalone oh, game itself, like a, a disc version of that. Cause I believe I had the disc version of it. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can look it up here, cause I uh, I never played it. It might have been sold separately. Yeah, okay. So Tricky says it was sold standalone afterwards. I guess kind of like Festival of Blood Infamous, where yep. it was released as DLC, but you could buy. You didn't have to own what Infamous Two to buy it. Good. Correct. That's awesome. Correct. That's awesome. They need to do things like that. Nope, I was wrong. It was Saint Trail Four expansion. Yep, yep. But yeah, anywhere I go, Get Out of Hell was kind of crappy to me. And I was like, yeah, they're going downhill now. And then it, they rebooted it for some reason. And they should have just kept it in the same boot. <laughs> All right, well, anything else you've been playing, Donnie, besides Saints Row? Uh, well, prior to that, before playing it, uh, before Saints Row came out, was playing at... Um, uh, what is that? Assassin's Creed Vikings? I forget the name. Oh, of Valhalla. <laughs> Valhalla. Yeah, that is the dopest Assassin's Creed game to date to me. And I, like I said, I'm about to go back to that because I'm about, I'm actually about to trade Saints Row in now because <laughs> they disappointed me like crazy. I might even sell it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Valhalla. That's dope. I'm going back to that. Well, well. It don't make no sense to go back to it now since God of War about to come out next in in a couple weeks. So, but yeah, Valhalla, dope. 
Yeah, but you, you still got some time, Donnie, before God of War comes out to finish whatever you got to do in Valhalla or at least get a little further. Yeah, I'm going to get further, but again, you you just heard me say I got OCD when it comes to <laughs> open world games. Right? With any game, really, every single game I have OCD. I got to do everything but the main mission, and that's how Valhalla is. It's so much to do in Valhalla because you're not just doing your assassin legion type stuff you're also going back and actually playing as the gods of uh norse so but i think they changed the name up but yeah and like what you call them all dream type scenarios so but yeah, it's a whole bunch to do in that game. That's probably like the biggest open world game I've ever played, got my hands on. You're doing so much in that. But I dig it, though. I dig it. I mean, I, that's kind of something that scared me away from from playing Valhalla because I just got done with Origins. I played Origins this summer, and I liked it. But even by the end of that game, I was like, man, this is this is getting a little bit too much. I'm getting a little tired of this stuff. And I can only imagine having, you know, heard that people play 300 plus hours of Valhalla that I would really, you know, be uh, gung-ho to put that much time into an Assassin's Creed game, or really any video game, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I understand. But Valhalla, is, uh, to me, the kills, like, it's so many different brutal kills in that game that they thought of. Like, not only do you yourself have your own, like, signature type kills for doing just just different stuff but each weapon has its own signature kill on top of that on top of you having all your signature kills and so it's like i said brutal that's the really what made me stick with it super brutal i will say stop it though (laughs) i actually took a chance i didn't i didn't play I play Origins, I think. Which one came first, Origins or the one with the two Roman cats? Oh, wait, so, wait, Origins, so came Origins came out before came Odyssey, Odyssey and then Odyssey, Odyssey came, Odyssey out, came before out before Valhalla. Okay, okay, so or- I played Origins, I skipped Odyssey, I didn't really care about it. Origins seemed pretty dope because I thought, I thought we were going to get the Origins of the actual Assassins, but hey, I guess Origins just means it's the first to come in timeline wise because <laughs> i mean they did give us an origin type thing but it was kind of whack to me i'm tired of seeing this freaking um modern world that assassin creed is actually based in uh, oh you mean the the animus the outside the animus parts which i thought were really stupid and boring boring yes yeah, like people probably forget that assassin's creed is really based in the future <laughs> But since you rarely get to see outside the animus, when you do go out there, it's like, why? Don't even, why even insert this into the in Assassin's Creed anymore? Like, if you're not going to do anything, like, as far as us being in that particular setting of doing Assassin stuff, I, I kind of really don't want to see that no more in the Assassin's Creed game. And I want to actually see where this mug go like conclude this junk <laughs> well donnie what we've learned is that they're going to give us even more assassin's creed than they thought we thought there ever could be you know after recent ubisoft reveals i i'm with you 
I've gotten tired of the outside the anima stuff when they had Desmond early on in the series and it looked like that was going somewhere. It's like, okay, this is pretty cool. But now it's like, anytime you take me out of the animus, I'm like, put me back in, put me back in. I don't want to deal with this. This is terrible. And uh, it's a whole bunch of emails to read. Like, I, I don't want to get on this mud and read emails. <laughs> I don't want to do that in real life. In real life. I, exactly. Like, come on, come on, man. But, Hey, people gonna buy it just the same way people keep buying these freaking Maddens and 2Ks, so they gonna buy it. <laughs> so, so Donnie, I assume from your e- earlier comments that you're gonna buy God of War Ragnarok the same day it comes out. So. Uh, that's the plan. <laughs> Have you seen anything that's got you particularly excited for it, or it's just Kratos going out there and wreaking havoc everywhere? The best thing I seen was the fact that they're coming out with Ragnarok. <laughs> That's all I need to see. <laughs> I seen the title, and I seen Kratos move, and I seen Boy move, and that's all I need to know that they're moving in the new game. So you just, ca- you just call him Boy. What well, you think you are, Christopher Judge now? Hey, that's what Kratos called him. <laughs> that's what his daddy called him. So I. The boy mama, the boy daddy called him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. <laughs> what an what an awful name. So well, I guess you shouldn't say that. Sorry to anybody who's named Clay out there, but I mean, for for this particular character, I guess I mean that that would be uh, Kratos names his son Clay. That just wouldn't fit, especially since we're in Norse mythology. Yeah, I, I, it was just a reference from coming to America for some people who might have seen, for the ones who know, <laughs> coming to America reference. Well, Donnie, anything else you've been playing? Any, any other comments you want to make on Valhalla before we skip on over to Yield? Nope, nope. It's just it's just a dope Assassin's Creed game. The dopest after three in Revelations. I'm not gonna lie, three doesn't get a whole lot of love. No, 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 not not three, not three. My bad. The Ezio ones. You mean Brotherhood? Brother is it Brotherhood? Yeah, it, Brotherhood. Isn't it two Brotherhood and Revelations. The ones with Ezio, put it like that. The trilogy or quality quad G <laughs> as Ezio. You playing Ezio? Those ones and Valhalla are the only ones worth playing to me. All right, yield, sir. What's your uh, week been like? So I've been playing a little bit of Farm Simulator nineteen. Uh, My guy, you and you and Tricky with all these simulator games. Tricky was playing Lawnmower Simulator last week, and this week we got you on uh, Farm Simulator. Uh, defunct, Mortals Phoenix Rising, Deep Rock Galactic, and uh, some Rocket League, and some World of Warship Legends. What the heck, man? Freaking simulator, man! If the game ain't simulating the game. All right, well, Yield, what's been the draw of Farm Simulator or, or whichever? Nothing. I just wanted a kind of a chill game, and that's just my chill game. But play Assassin's Creed on easy, then. It's chill. <laughs> I think he means something he doesn't really have to pay attention to while he's uh, doing, yeah. like, watching TV or something like that. that. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. I'm just making fun of people who play simulators, especially the one who got the work simulator. <laughs> like what the heck? Well, like I said, Tricky was playing Lawnmower Simulator earlier, or uh, last week, and apparently it's what? What we decide, yo, is a hundred-hour platinum or something like that? I think that's what they said. 
Freaking whores, man! I tell you, Tricky, Tricky's the worst of them. Believe you me, he is the worst. He's he hasn't gotten any better since the last time you've been on. My goodness, like how you supposed to play games for fun? <laughs> yeah, I could have told. Like I said last week on the show, I could have told Tricky lawn mowing's not fun, but you know. Like, why would you want to do anything that you don't want to do in real life? Simulate it. You know what, that, that game's making money for somebody, I guess, but at least make the trophies easy, for good, goodness sakes. Don't make me mow over 10,000 lawns. I don't this, this, I don't know if that's a total or you have to mow or not, but it just seemed like a very exorbitant amount of time, and that seemed like an exorbitant number to t- attach to it. So, uh, Yield Sir, just kind of, as we transition to me, overall thoughts on the Haunted Hallows, because I'm sure that's why you've been playing Rocket League recently. Uh, I got the one thing that I was really wanting, which was, which was kind of the skeleton with the glowing eyes and the head topper. I might play a little bit more to get the kind of like the skull uh, decal for your car, kind of like the animated one. But I mean, other than that, if um, I really didn't overly like everything that was in it because I don't really watch horror films, so therefore it doesn't equate to me. So it's kind of like a, a ho-hum one. Did you uh, see the Billy the Puppet uh, goal explosion in the uh, the shop, the Rocket League shop? For anyone who doesn't know, the Billy the Puppet is the puppet from Saw, the Saw series. No, I did not see that. I forgot to look at that before I logged out. Where I logged out. He's where? Billy the Puppet, he's from the Saw series. And he's uh, in Rocket League. Donnie, I don't know if you play, but when you score a goal, there's like a special like animation that happens and for the haunted hallows 2022 the theme is icons of horror so you've got items themed around child's play and texas chainsaw massacre and trick-or-treat as well as saw so the special goal explosion they have in the shop for 800 credits essentially eight dollars is a billy the puppet one where essentially a static image of billy gets bigger and bigger whereas like it throws out tvs out of the goal and they explode on impact on the ground it's i'm gonna be honest they could have done a better job on it like a cool idea, but it just, it's kind of lame. But even for $800, it's, or not $800, $8, it's, it's pretty lame. Goal explosion, I gotta say. But I, I mean, I, Yield, I was on the other end of the field on this one, because, you know, I, like, the, the past three Haunted Hallows, I think, have been the Stranger mm-hmm. Things one, then they did the Ghostbusters uh, throwback, they also had the Batman one, like the Gotham City one last year, and now they do the Icons 4. I thought this was more in line with Halloween and October, more so than like Batman was. Don't get me wrong, Gotham City is, you know, like a very spooky, creepy place. So as far as superheroes go, that's the closest you're going to get to something that seems very Halloweenish. So I didn't really have a problem with it. I just think that the Icons of Horror is a lot more in line well, yeah. with the celebration of Halloween. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'm... I get, when it comes to the seasonality of everything, like I get on the train of, oh, we got to watch horror movies or we got to watch thriller movies. It's October, it's late September. Like I definitely get into that mode. So for me, I thought that these, this was one of the better Haunted Hallows. But if you're not into the slasher flicks or anything like that, I can understand why none of this really resonated all that heavily with you. Yeah. But I agree with you, as in it is more Halloween than what last year's was. You know, if I can uh, make a suggestion for any future haunted hallows it'd be real cool if they did like an aliens one like the xenomorphs uh and you get like ripley ellen ripley in there you know stuff like that from the alien franchise i think that'd be really cool as a haunted hallows if we're just throwing stuff out there which well hell i just did um 
But yeah, other than that, just going back and playing some Street to Rage 4, trying to unlock all of the special moves, the alternative moves for the the entire cast of characters in the survival mode, grinding away at that, about halfway done now, so I don't know. I know that I could probably find other games to play and that I would enjoy, but I'm just not really that excited to start anything right now. I've got um, Detroit Become Human downloaded on my PS5, and you know I told Levi earlier this year that I would play it, and I do, I do want to play it, but I don't know, there's just something like... I kind of just want to go back and earn some extra trophies rather than start a new game. I just don't feel like coming home after work and just like starting a new, th- I don't know. I-, I don't know if there's a little fatigue right going on right now or if I'm just not up for a new game. I just, yeah, I just don't really feel like starting something brand new at this point. It's good. You ain't got to listen to uh, nothing. I mean, you ain't got to worry about nothing heavy. Like you said, you just got to, you just got a story. For the most part. It's a dope story, too. I freaking love the story. One of my favorites. Yeah, Tricky would like to add to the conversation that he has the Detroit Platinum now. So congratulations on that, Tricky. Donnie, you, you've played the game. You said you really like the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, I dig it, dig it. And uh, <laughs> besides it being set in Detroit, <laughs> that's about it. About Detroit. <laughs> Which I was, that was kind of upsetting because that was the main thing uh, uh, that really caught my interest to see uh, a Detroit, how uh, their envision of it, of the future uh, maybe. It, it, it has some downtown features and I'm, <laughs> it has this one street that looks very, very, very similar to my uh the street my brother grew up on the neighborhood my brother grew up on like everything the whole setup the way the the buildings are is across the street from each other the housing (laughs) the way it ain't got no houses on the block (laughs) it uh yeah i was like hey this mother look very very familiar but and uh, i did uh, reach out to him to try to get a um what you call that for people who get it early and review or review, review copy and uh they did tell me nah when uh, they to- they say okay but the you have to go through who was ever publishing it for them so it didn't it didn't go down but i did read up on what they did they came down here did their research on some landmarks and all that stuff so that was cool that they actually did that and didn't just go off whatever Hollywood had to say about Detroit and then try to just make it up like that. So that was cool. Donnie's like, sweet, Detroit's finally going to get the respect it deserves. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. This is, they few, they threw in a few landmarks and, and, and didn't really tie the story, it seems, to Detroit all that much. much. Nah, they just basically just said, hey, here's a game with the title Detroit in it. <laughs> That's about it. But the story is really, really dope. I, for me, I dug it. I dug it. Very, I'll put it like this. Uh, it's very relative. <laughs> I'll just say that without giving away any trade. You mean like you, you were mean, able to relate to the human character or the, the characters pretty easily? Pretty to, easily? The, to the story, period. Yes. To the um, the machines, the AI. It's very relatable. 
I have heard, and, and from more than one person, that that's their favorite Quantra Dream game, above, you know, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Yep, I'll, I'll give it that too. Yep, my favorite one out of their collection. You know, Donnie, I think what you really need when Quantic Dream's next game comes out is a really, really expensive DualSense controller. What do you think about that? Okay. <laughs> really, I really... I, a review I, copy of it because they're not going re- to review my wallet for this month. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I feel like this this is just in here to uh, for Tricky to, to brag about how he's going to have one of these day one... Uh, this comes from the PlayStation blog, written by Isabel Tomatis. The headline reads, DualSense Edge Wireless Controller for PS5 launches globally on January 26th. So, if you got some extra money left over, at left, after, left over after the holidays, well, if this is your thing, then be ready to spend quite a bit of it. Quote, Today we're pleased to share that the DualSense Edge Wireless Controller, the first ever ultra-customizable controller developed by PlayStation, will launch globally on January 26th. Built with high performance and personalization in mind, the DualSense Edge wireless controller for PS5 invites you to craft your own unique gaming experiences through custom controls tailored to your playstyle. The DualSense Edge wireless controller will be available for a recommended retail price of $199.99 slash um, £239.99. In addition, the replacement stick modules will be available globally on January 26th for a recommended retail price of $19.99 USD and $24.99 in in pounds. Uh, Pre-orders for the controllers and replaceable stick modules will be available starting as early as next Tuesday, October 25th at Trillic Retailers, so be sure to check your local retailer. Uh, Anybody wanting to spend $200 on a controller? (gasps) No. Especially if it does the exact same thing as the freaking controller that comes with it. But Donnie, it's customizable, so you can put your personality onto this dual sense. Exactly. Just get a freaking pen or a marker and do it. Don- <laughs> right. Donnie's going old school. He's going elementary school with this thing. Donnie's going to put his own graffiti on here. He's not going to play. He's not going to pay for any of the uh, the customizables. He's going to. So. But before we move on, before we completely just slam this thing, because I, I really don't want to spend $200 on this, but for anyone who is interested, you got the extra cash. Quote, the DualSense Edge wireless controller features a host of hardware and software-based personalization options, including button remapping, the ability to fine-tune stick sensitivity and triggers, options to swap between multiple control files, and unique on-controller user interface. It also sports the signature comfort and immersion features of the DualSense wireless controller, like haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. You can make the DualSense Edge wireless controller uniquely yours with the included three changeable stick sets of stick caps and two changeable sets of back buttons. Everything will be co- come bundled and included carrying case, and you can even charge the controller via USB connection while it's in the stored case to make sure that you're ready. It's so you're always ready for your next PlayStation. Here's the breakdown. <laughs> Donnie, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. List of things that they've uh, they've got mapped out here. Here's a breakdown of everything included, as well as a closer look at the carrying case. DualSense Edge wireless controller, USB braided cable, two standard caps, two high dome caps, two low dome caps, two half dome back buttons, two letter back button, two lever back buttons, excuse me, connector housing, and a carrying case. You know, I'm going to be honest, with um, how expensive controllers are these days, I kind of feel like when I pay 80 bucks for a controller, all this stuff should be in there, you know, as well. Like, I shouldn't have to pay $200 for all this stuff. I feel like that should come with an $80 controller in my... A little entitled in that? I don't think so. Oh. 
You me, mean, me, are me, you me, entitled me. to have a controller do what it's supposed to do? You mean, uh, yeah. Why would I want the freaking square on the back of the controller for? Like, <laughs> I, I honestly feel like this is $200 for a whole lot of nothing. Like, a bunch of, like, caps for your sticks. Like, dude, the, the DualSense works just fine with what it came with. And as far as, like, being highly customizable, I'm sure they'll sell extra stuff to go along with it. But as far as what's included in the package for $200, you know, you get, like, a couple buttons here, a couple buttons there. It's like, is that really what you're charging us for? I'm, this 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 controller that I have in my hands now is good enough. I don't know. I just feel like this is... It's cool. It's kind of like a technology flex. Like, when people come over, you'd be like, yeah, look at this Edge controller. Like, is this really worth $200? I don't know. Tricky, I guarantee Tricky's going to buy it, and Tricky will tell us that he loves the controller on the show, and maybe it is worth it, but what I see in the box and coming in as part of the package, you know, video gaming is already an expensive enough hobby, and when you have a $200 controller, when I, I will tell you, I'm pissed off that I have to pay $80 for Joy-Cons, as is, I'm like, no, this is an easy no for me. Like, I'll, I'll buy a collector's edition of God of War before I'll buy something like this. Well, I, I guess I'll say it for the first time here. <clears throat> um, stupid gamers. <laughs> that probably won't be the last time that you uh, say that. That's like if Donnie were on a on a sitcom, a TV sitcom, he would. Uh, that would be one of his catchphrases: "Stupid gamers" or "Crybaby gamers." We need to make sure you bust that one out here uh, before too long, Donnie. Donnie, <laughs> this is. Re I'm telling you, like. What the heck? People just don't. Is the console not enough for you <laughs> itself? Just the console itself is—is is that not enough for you? Like you got to have something that says two hundred price tag on it just because? I mean, this is ridiculous. Again, why would I want the freaking? You—you you know where else you can customize? your your buttons options go to options <laughs> you can customize them there too but again for some reason physically i gotta have the freaking square and s on the back of the controller on the bottom of it for some reason it, it just works better there because my thumb works better on my pinky also, looks that, let's look at it this way. Essentially, we have been trained with the, the dual shocks and the dual sense to expect certain buttons to be in certain places. So why am I going to remap that now after five generations of PlayStation consoles? Because I got money to say I can do that. What Do I want to confuse <laughs> myself? It's like, oh shit, I actually put the square button over here now. It's where the triangle used to be. And I can't remember that. Like I, My brain is mapped to the current controller. So why, 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 why do I want to $200 to confuse myself? Here's an even better one. Here's an even better one. I don't know if everybody is going to pick up on the the new. Well, I don't even know if any other games is going to have this in the future, other than God of War, um, maybe. But those games who do have you, you, you remember the um, how God of War used to have the button commands out of, for uh, like on, on screen buttons. On screen buttons. Yeah. And you remember in the I want to say God of War three. I I want to say God of maybe two, but they started putting the button icon in their corresponding 
position as it is on the controller on the screen. So this, this square will be on the left side of the screen while and the triangle will be on the top side there appear as it appears on the screen. Where would it appear that a, you know how you say it, confuse yourself? It's gonna appear, you're gonna push it and forget that your freaking square button or S button is connected to your left trigger on the back. <laughs> yeah, well, Tricky put a comment in the chat and basically saying this is more, the back buttons are more for shooters. And he says he uses them quite a bit for, for the division, which maybe that's why this doesn't speak to me because if it ain't Bioshock, I really don't want to play a shooter. G guess where else the triggers are? On the freaking back of the controller. This already triggers there. And I expect Tricky to be like that because he suck at video games anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I, let me... Let me Get real with you here, Donnie. Maybe this next news article will be a little bit more amenable to you, sir. We have confirmation, finally, that Bloober Team is, yes, going is remaking Silent Hill 2. So they're developing the Silent Hill 2 remake, as has been long rumored. Donnie, you're, you're a horror fan, and I believe you're also... I know you're a Resident Evil fan, which don't worry, Donnie. Don't get too excited yet. We'll get there. But how do you feel about a Silent Hill 2 remake? It's, it's time, right? It's been a long time. Eh, it's never time for a remake. <laughs> Even if a game that's twenty-one years old, Donnie. Old Donnie. Uh, I mean, I mean, you could get away with it, you know. I mean, uh, yes, twenty years old. I, I guess so. I guess so. No, <laughs> no. Just give me a. Uh, well, a remake is a reboot, right? Another word for reboot. No, 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 not in this case. They're just remaking the second one, right? Yeah, I don't necessarily think that um, that we would consider it a reboot. Because, like, I mean, they did, like, remakes of Shadow of the Colossus, and that didn't turn into, like, them creating more games for the that, like, in that universe. It's just, like, they're remaking Dead Space, and, you know, I don't necessarily call... That's not going to be a reboot. It's just like, hey, here's this game you already loved, and we're going to update it for today's consoles. So I don't, I don't think this is leading anywhere. There's going to be new Silent Hill games... But I don't necessarily consider this a reboot for the series. The series. Yeah, my bad. Uh, got the two words messed up. So I don't take back what I said. No, never, never. I mean, no, no Donnie. Look, look at this way. Like they, those words are so confusing because they're used not necessarily interchangeably, but you see remaster and remake so often these days that I get it. Like, kind of sifting through everything, you, you, you know, getting the words wrong. Like I get it. Like it can become confusing. What's a remake? What's a remaster? What, what is this? What is that? But there's there's no game from like the '90s or anything that you think deserves a a proper remake. I mean, I ain't gonna say deserves, but it'll be okay to have it on the the newer console, the present consoles uh, for certain ones. But as far as taking time out to remake it, I just I much rather just give me an. Uh, another installment into the series versus taking time out to remake something uh but again cool uh i'm not a huge fan of silent hill gameplay but i am a huge fan of the horror it presents to you you just the gameplay just kind of sucks to me in silent hill games so uh, wait did you ever play silent the silent hill games oh uh, i played 
believe I believe this one in when it first came out, the Silent Hill two and the one with the girl as the main protagonist. Is that the one with Shattered Memories? Uh, that sounds familiar, and I think I actually finished that one. The uh, the first one, I mean, part two, the first time he playing a Silent Hill game, I didn't finish it. Not because it was too scary. I just I I, I don't like the gameplay of Silent Hills, which I had to kind of so I kind of forced myself to finish the one I did finish because the gameplay was kind of sucky to me as well. But the story was intriguing enough to make me continue to play it but so remake whatever <laughs> uh so before we move on i'm gonna uh read here a, a tweet from konami the official konami account on twitter quote fully remade to terrify audiences the intense psychological horror masterpiece silent hill 2 is coming to the playstation 5 and steam uh so it will be console exclusive on the ps5 but it will also be coming to pc and yeah, I, I think that when it comes to Silent Hill series, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put any of a negative light, but I definitely think that Silent Hill 2 is the most renowned game, one of the most renowned psychological horror games of all time. So I think that any chances of the uh, the other games getting remade, I think kind of stop at Silent Hill 2, because that's the most revered one, and the other ones are kind of like, eh, okay, they're, they're fine, but they're not held up on a pedestal quite mu- as much as, you know, the uh, the second game. I also want to read a quote from an IGN article by Kat Bailey. Uh, this comes from Bloober Team. Quote, Bloober Team, meanwhile, expressed their intentions to remake the game while also modernizing it. That includes an o- adding an overshoulder camera, among other enhancements. To put it, quote, to put it simply, our goal is to make everything that made the game a timeless classic, but delve even deeper into the foggy streets of Silent Hill, said director Matus Lennart, who previously served as creative director of The Medium. End quote. So, yeah, um, Yield, I know that you've never played Silent Hill. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit on the show recently. Anything you want to add before we move on to another uh, Halloween favorite? Maybe just that since they're remaking, you know, Silent Hill 2, that there's, you know, that there is hope for a new one down the road. What does uh, Daryl got to say about this? I haven't talked to Daryl about this. I mean, I, I'm sure that Daryl on, uh, on... Oh, no, no. I was, my bad. It went over your head. I was mainly talking about... Uh, not not the Daryl. <laughs> not that Daryl. Uh, Walking Dead Daryl. Oh, Walking Dead Daryl. The uh, the guy... You mean the guy who was supposed to be in Silent Hills, right? right. Yeah. Before that, uh, that got shuttered and uh, the whole, you know, Konami-Kojima thing happened. Yeah, I... I there, there are there are more new Silent Hill games coming, but right now I think that uh, the remake of Silent Hill Two is kind of the, at the forefront in everyone's mind. But Donnie, I think it's safe to say that uh, you're far more of a Resident Evil fan than you are a Silent Hill fan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and kind of just overall, like with uh, with the series, you have you played Biohazard and Village? Aren't they the same thing? <laughs> no, 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 Resident Evil 7 Resident. was Biohazard, and then you had Resident Evil 8 Village. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, because technically Resident Evil is called Biohazard, period. It's not. Well, yeah, that's the Japanese name, but they, I think they that was never brought over to the, to the United States until Resident Evil 7. 
Yeah, I was about to say, wait a minute. I, th I thought you was playing a trick on me, telling a joke. Donnie, I know we got Halloween coming up, but I'm not getting out, giving out any tricks or treats th tonight. I'm only giving out treats, sir. Well, yes, I play uh, all the uh, numbered Resident Evils and one of the spinoffs, which was um, Outbreak. So, yeah, I played them all. In your mind, best Resident Evil of all game of all time, is it Resident Evil 4? Uh, it, it was until Resident Evil 2's remake came out. <laughs> <laughs> until Resident Evil 2's, but prior to that, yes, Resident Evil 4 was my... Uh, my favorite even even with all the hand holding right the, the big escort mission you had to do oh, shoot hey you know what yeah <laughs> hell it must have been a good game i know i know that most people hold it in that high regard but donnie i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna make a little admission here that i've made on the podcast before i don't know if you've ever heard it but the first resident evil game i've ever played was resident evil 5 mm, mm, mm. hey you know what you know what donnie that game is fun it's not. Yeah, I give it to you. Yeah, it's fun. No, but it ain't the no. one that you come in on. Well, Donnie, I, I was a late bloomer. I didn't come to. to I didn't. I wasn't there for when those dogs jumped through the windows. I, I came in few a few years later with uh, with Sheva Alamar. But um, but yeah, it was a fun game. Uh, I, the the three that I've played are five, six, and Revelations. I can't say that I'm the greatest uh, spokesperson for Capcom and Resident Evil, but you know. I've heard over so many years, and for such a long time, that uh, Resident Evil 4 is the best game in the series, so, you know what? I'm gonna jump in. I'm, I'm gonna say that now. I'm probably gonna buy, I'll buy Silent Hill 2, and I'll buy Resident Evil 4, and I'll play them both. Um, that kind of gets us a little bit into our our news topic here from the PlayStation blog, written by uh, Toyoshi Kanda, a producer from Capcom. Headline reads, New Resident Evil 4 trailer Resident Evil Village Gold Edition demo and more revealed in today's Resident Evil Showcase. Quote, Hello PlayStation users, my name is Toyoshi Kata, producer at Capcom. At today's Resident Evil Showcase, we revealed the latest information on Resident Evil Village Gold Edition and Resident Evil 4. Today we'd like to share additional details about the announcements we've made with all of you. The first thing we want to share is about Resident Evil Village Gold Edition is the demo version that will be available today. This trial version allows you to try out 60 minutes of gameplay in the thir new third-person mode. You can also play the demo in first-person mode as well. So that demo is available to anyone who wants to go and play it. Uh, we hope that those of you who are new to Village, as well as those who have already played the game, will try this fresh new experience. The game also be switched back and forth between third-person and first-person perspectives, so we recommend that you compare each viewpoint. Next up is Shadows of Rose, a new scenario set 16 years after the main story of Resident Evil Village, starring Rose, the daughter of Ethan, risks life and limb to save throughout the events of the main game. This epilogue to the Winter's Family Saga depicts Rose's survival in the realm of consciousness. It's a world seemingly uh, completely detached from reality. Witness Rose's personal growth in the final chapter of the story of the Winter's Family that began with the events of Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. For fans looking for an experience with a bit more depth, Resident Evil Village VR mode allows you to enjoy the main campaign of Resident Evil Village in VR for the PlayStation VR 2. For more information, please take a look at the message from Mr. Akiyama of Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Asia in the Resident Evil Showcase. Uh, next up is Resident Evil Reverse, which will officially begin service on October 28th. 
We also release the latest trailer as part of today's showcase. This game, which is included as a free bonus with Resident Evil Village, will be available to play in early access from October 24th to 26th, and will allow you to experience the full game before launch. To play online, you will need to register a Capcom ID and link it to your PlayStation, so you please register, and there's a link on the PlayStation blog to do that. Post-launch updates for Reverse are also in the works. Members of Chris Rosefield's Elite Hound Wolf unit and the terrifying Lycan will be added in the future in future updates. Uh, in total, Resident Evil Village Gold Edition and the Winter's Expansion will include three major pieces of content, Shadows of Rose, third-person mode, and the Mercenaries Additional Orders. Uh, both Gold Edition and Winter's Expansion will be released on October 28th, 2022. Uh, so that's already a ton of information there before we jump into some stuff surrounding Resident Evil 4. Donnie, you want to make any comments? Man, little um, little uh, iffy about the the DLC because of where I feel Resident Evil story is going, but also expected. So, As a, me, so and, me and Dura, we had uh, like two whole episodes on. The, our little Resident Evil podcast that we had and the route that Resident Evil was going if it was in real life I can see it evolving to where it's evolving to as far as monsters, monsters and the actual virus itself but it just sucks in the video game world because come on man <laughs> So when it comes to the DLC, the the story expansion is actually just because you uh, you don't necessarily like or like it's 16 years afterwards. Do you not like the the character that they're focusing on, or do you think that that's the wrong branching path to take as far as as Resident Evil Village goes? Oh well, I ain't gonna say the wrong branching path to take because, like I just stated, the way that the game. The, the 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 way that the Resident Evil universe is evolving, I can see it going where it's going. But yeah, Ethan was a whack character from for seven and eight. Uh, Chris is not as dope as he used to be to me. Uh, yeah, these other characters that they had in eight, as far as these boss characters, they kind of sucky too. So. Basically, do you want Leon Kennedy back? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know what, you know what, Donnie, you're gonna get more Leon Kennedy coming next March. Going back to the article here. Quote: Finally, Resident Evil Four will be released on March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Go over the pre orders here a little bit. Uh, and today, we're pleased to announce that. Pre-orders for Resident Evil 4 are now available. The lineup includes a standard edition, a deluxe edition, and a collector's edition. The deluxe edition includes additional casual and romantic costume sets for Leon and Ashley, as well as a hero and villain costumes for Leon, complete with additional visual filters. You also get the original version soundtrack, swap, uh, Sentinel-9 and Skull Shaker deluxe weapons, sunglasses, sporty, uh, accessory for Leon, and treasure map expansion in-game map. The Collector's Edition is a luxury package that includes the main game, the Deluxe Edition contents, a figure of Leon, an art book, a special physical map, and a digital soundtrack in the directive, de- decorative box that it resembles the Attaché case. Pre-orders of the Standard Edition will receive the exclusive Attaché case gold and charm handgun ammo as a bonus. You can customize your Attaché case and at- attach charms wherever typewriters are located in the game. Those who pre-order the Deluxe Edition will 
or the collector's edition will also receive the attache case classic and the charm green herb bonuses those who pre-ordered the digital version from the playstation store will also receive a mini soundtrack so, uh big news uh, so just kind of going over some of the dates before we get out of here uh Quote, we look forward to seeing you next week with the release of Resident Evil Village Gold Edition October 28th and Resident Evil 4 on March 24th, 2023. Donnie, are you going for any of those uh, special editions? You gonna you gonna spend the cash for the collectors? Eh, maybe Resident Evil 4, maybe because it's the it's the best one in the series. It's so the best. Maybe, the best. Yeah, maybe that one, but nah, none of the. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm still going to get the DLC though for eight. But yeah, it, man, eight is just so disappointing to me because they brought the freaking horror back when they came out with seven. Cause they 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 really drifted away from uh, the horror during during four. I ain't going to say uh, yeah four wasn't as scary as the other ones, but it still was the best one to me. And five, six, it was, I don't know what the heck they was thinking with the, uh, as far as horror, because it wasn't there whatsoever. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that there were some horror elements to it. Like, from the very beginning, like, that fight with the executioner, like, to me, that was very, kind of like, that was a very tense moment. I would include that. It's not like, you know, it's not like a dark and stormy mansion, but at the same time, like, there is a horror aspect of a giant executioner with an axe coming after you. I mean, I... I mean, yeah, anybody coming at you with a uh, some type of weapon that's as big as he is will, I guess, will strike horror into the character <laughs> in their universe. But me playing it, nah, it wasn't really all that scary. But uh, seven came out, even though it was first person, which I don't didn't care for. It brought the horror back like it it, it bring it it's kind of, it was kind of like they bring it back so great with the horror it was kind of like what was the point of ever taking it out that's how great the horror was brought back in seven like, I, I think that the move for the industry seemed to be that you saw this with dead spaces that got more away from horror and more into action i guess developers and publishers saw movement when it comes to dollars and they said people want action games that's they want co-op that's what people are looking for and it turns out, yeah, maybe they do want it in some games when it comes to, you know, a game that's sold to them on being a horror game. That's not really the case. That's not really what they want. And I think that um, with – let me ask you a question, Donnie. When it comes to a survival horror game, you know, the atmosphere matters, the music matters, the enemies matter. But also it's a thing of, like, limited availability of ammo. Like in, in Resident Evil 5, you can go get a rocket launcher. And at a certain point, you could turn, like, infinite ammo, infinite ammo on. You had to earn it. But they gave you so many souped-up weapons that you didn't really feel like you were overmatched. Or at least I never did. So that is another aspect of it that I think the original Dead Space handled a lot better. And I assume in Resident Evil 7 and 8, they don't just give you weapons of just, you know, huge amounts of destruction that you can just plow through the game with. Uh, in 7, no. 8, uh, modern, moderate. It's not as bad as it, it, it was. Cause, but you can... You're not going to plow through, but, you know, ammo was a, somewhat abundant in 8. But they also, to me, <laughs> went back to stripping away the horror to me a little bit in 8. 
again and i'm like come on like i honestly said that eight was going to be my last resident evil game like uh, minus four four doesn't really i'm not counting that because it's a remake but if they come up with another installment i'm probably i'm probably going to be done with resident evil if they come up with another installment because i'm not really feeling where they go Donnie, i'm a little confused because you say they started to step away from the horror aspect of it again in, in resident evil village and i thought you know they keep you in this at least for the most part you're in a house full of psychopaths or was that was that seven 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 okay all right then um so and like in obviously being stuck in a house full of psychopaths coming after you is just kind of writes itself that's scary as shit especially in vr but what what do they do in eight to kind of step away from that i mean it's there it's, I, I guess they're trying to do too much now. I guess they was trying to make, uh, to me, I guess probably they're trying to make Ethan, the, the protagonist you play with, he's new to the franchise when Seven came out. It seemed like they tried to make Ethan this likable character, but it couldn't quite do it. And a, a lot of it had to do with Ethan just suck. He's weak. He don't have any type of uh combat skills and one you can you say you can use that as a horror mechanic itself him being just i guess you could say one of us but it you would think that he will evolve a little bit being who he was from seven but he's still the same old boy <laughs> from seven but now he has a girl a daughter <laughs> and he's still and he's somewhat of a dunce to me as well like he's, he's kind of stupid like as too fair enough um yeah i definitely don't know if adding uh, a, a daughter into the story of a survival horror game where you have to worry so much about your ammo and with the enemies coming at you is the is the best way to do it i don't really want to Managing well, you had to worry about person. that. Yeah, you had to you had to worry about managing another person, a character, because yeah, the daughter got kidnapped in the very beginning. It's it's, it's kind of in the trailer, so I didn't give anything away. It's oh, so you you just have to retrieve her. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, yield. I didn't mean to to cut you out of the conversation, but I know that you're not big on the on survival horror. But anything you want to comment on from any of this at all? No, I'm perfectly fine with that. I have no clue what I'm talking about when it comes to Resident Evil. And that's why it's the perfect episode to have Donnie on, because yes. Donnie could talk about... Donnie, I feel like you could talk about Resident Evil all day. Yeah, I can. I, 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 got, I know my... Uh, I, I'm, I'm entwined with the Res Eve lore. So, okay, let me ask you this before we move on to our next topic. Since we got you on here, and we got you on the Resident Evil topic... What would they have to do? I know you said they kind of turned you off a little bit with Resident Evil 8, but when Resident Evil 9 comes out, what do they have to do to bring you back in? Is it just as simple as bringing Leon Kennedy back? What, what do they got to... Nah, it's not as simple as that. Is that. But, well, honestly, yeah. <laughs> if you put Leon as a playable character from the start and you say that, yeah, that'll, that'll get me to overlook me not buying it the next installment or i don't i can't even say chris will save it because the way chris is how they making him out to be now but um 
third person most definitely like cut it out with this first person jump right and or just make it switchable like i don't understand that about video games that was third person and now venturing over to the, the first person just make it dual switchable like let us choose our play experience i guess well and, that, and that's one of the things they highlighted is that in the demo for Resident Evil Village Gold Edition, you can swap between third and first person. Yeah, they, they, they should have did that to begin with, because they heard us say that from Seven. They we, they heard, I know they heard us say that we didn't want this freaking first person jump, but they gave it to us anyway, And when Eight came out. So, did you think we was going to change our mind of some junk? <laughs> so, but yeah, give us third person and bring our beloved characters back since they're still a part of the actual lore of resident evil give it bring it give it back to us give us back the control of the people that we that we want so i mean like we talk characters that you want like i'm assuming leon kennedy jill valentine because i'm gonna live with you donnie i'm gonna be honest with you chris redfield you had chris redfield in something and i feel like he's like the action movie star like he's like a jean-claude van damme type like, you put him in there and automatic, it's like, this ain't a horror game. Chris Redfield's big muscled ass is here. <laughs> yep, I, I agree with you on that one. Yep. So, yeah, if Chris is in it, I kind of know that it is not going to go the route that I want. <laughs> and Wesker. Like, I'm, Wesker. I, I wasn't, yeah, uh, Wesker, oh, yeah, Wesker is cool. We kind of got Wesker with his son in six. So, but... Uh, I don't think he has, I think he got like a little bit of superhuman strength, but besides that, I don't think he, he he's not as cool as Wesker. Put it, I just put it like that. He's not as cool as Wesker. Now, I can't remember. I know that Resident Evil 5 was all about fighting the Ouroboros um, plague, for lack of a better term, and that, you know, Wesker got a bad case of it towards the end. Did he die in Resident Evil 5? I can't remember if they actually killed him off, because you fought him at the end. I just can't remember... If I I would say I you know Resident Evil, but yeah I say so. <laughs> they didn't they didn't bring them back in seven or eight, so yeah. Which I mean, which makes sense because if you're gonna focus on a new main character like Ethan and the you know the the crazy family and Lady Dimitrescu and, and Village, you certainly don't want to have Wesker popping around. I mean, you know, hold that Joker card for you know maybe later in the series when you want to bring him back, but. I think it's good to focus on like kind of like a refresh for the series. You know, maybe you don't like Ethan so much or you didn't necessarily like how they handled Ethan all the way through, but I think focusing on new characters is is definitely important for a fresh new feel to the series. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I, I that just that's just a personal thing, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, new characters ain't bad. It's just bad if they suck. <laughs> And that's certainly well within the control of the of Capcom and the developers to make a character not suck. Let's be real about that. Yeah, not suck. Make make the characters not suck. Well, yeah, they got the capabilities to do so, but they didn't do that with his son, with Wesker's son. He sucked. And Ashley sucked. <laughs> the chick from uh, 4. You know, she was the president's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I know a little bit about four. I know I, lo I know a little bit about Resident Evil Four, Donnie. Donnie. And she was in 
she's the um i think you take control of her i think oh good that's exactly what i want exactly sits I as want. well i think she's in sits as well but no she's actually part of a squad they actually up her ante like she's she they made her cool <laughs> like, like she's shooting guns and all that stuff she's part of the i don't know if she's part of the uh the b oh no that's a, that's an african thing i think b b s a b that was resident evil 5 wasn't it i mean i don't know like again i don't know how deep that goes like into the, the older games because i started with resident evil 5 but that's definitely collecting the bsal emblems or the bsaa emblems was definitely part of resident evil 5 5 yeah yeah but i think that's also they're they located in africa or they or they that branch that goes everywhere but if I, I I again I forget which uh, who actually works for, but yeah she's they made her into a dope character now. She's actually doper than uh <laughs> Ethan to me, and you I don't again cutscene wise or not she's still doper than Ethan to me. <laughs> All right, so Donnie's appraisal of, of Resident Evil, we got a whole lot of good and and a little bit of suck. Uh, something that definitely sucks a whole lot is the server shutting down for old games. Especially if you haven't collected your trophies in those. Uh, this article comes from IGN, thanks to our friend George Yang. Headline reads, Mirror's Edge on Onrush among the EA games shuttering their servers soon. Quote, first spotted by True Achievements, the specific date for the server shutdowns for these games is January 19th, 2023. There are two achievements that will be affected by server closure in NBA Jam on Fire Edition, and they are Arena Noob and Arena Vet which requires players to earn 1 and 10 arena medals, respectively. Mirror's Edge, Gatling Gears, and Shank 2 don't have any achievements that require online access, so unlocking them after the server shutdown will be possible. I will say, though, as someone who has Shank 2 and is one trophy away from 100%, there is a survival mode, a wave-based survival mode, that is much easier with another person. So, if you don't have that, you may want to go get it before the shutdown. Quote, I did, Shane. You did Shank 2? Uh, you did Shank 2? Uh, did I get, I think I got Shank too. I can't remember, but I most definitely did dug me some Shank. Yeah, no, it was a fun game. Got a, a fantastic art style from uh, Clay Entertainment. Um, Donnie, I think, if you, you know what, Donnie, get back to me, because if you have 100% in Shank too, I might need your help on that before these servers shut down. I don't. You don't? <laughs> but I'll play. You don't? Yeah, I'll, if I got it, I'll play, but I know I don't have. Well, hell, maybe then we can do it together. We can We can mop that up together. Uh, quote, EA is also shutting down more online servers this year, including ones for several Command & Conquer games on November 9th, as well as Onrush on November 30th. EA recently updated its list of service updates to contain October 20th, Army of Two, The 40th Day, Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, Dragon Age Origins, Multiplayer Server, Screenshot Server, November 9th, 2022, Command & Conquer Red Alert 3, Command & Conquer 3, Tiberium Wars, Command & Conquer 3, Kane's Wrath, Mercenaries 2, World in Flames. November 30th, Onrush, and November or January 19th, 2023, Mirror's Edge, NBA Jam, On Fire Edition, Gatling Gears, and Shank 2. Uh, quote, other than EA, other companies have also shut down servers for old games such as Ubisoft with its older Assassin's Creed games earlier this month. The most recognizable of these games, Mirror's Edge, was, the fir was first released on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in 2008. It came to PC in 2009. A reboot of the game, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, launched in 2016 for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Uh, so, lots of servers shutting down, not necessarily a great thing, but after so many years, we can certainly understand why they would close everything down. Uh, Yield, your specific thoughts on any of these games? I know that you were a huge fan of Onrush, 
So anyone looking to play on Rush or take Yield's advice on that, oh, might want to get on it, unless, you know, you don't care about 100% yeah. trophies. Yeah. You, you got a month. I don't really think there was that many online trophies. I don't remember there being that many online trophies. But I enjoyed Onrush. Um, Army of Two games were fun. To why I watched my buddies play them. And uh, I'm really surprised that the Mercenaries 2 servers are still up and going. Now, Yul, did you get the Platinum in Mercenaries 2? I did. I went back in and... Uh, Got that, but I had already had the online portion of it. I just needed to go back and redo single player. Well, because I, oh wait a minute, hold on, because I'm I'm considering mopping this up before the, the time comes. But I know okay. that there were glitched trophies because I'm missing five, and they were the reportedly glitched trophies for online. You know, they earn a billion dollars, they earn a trillion dollars, I think, and be connected to EA servers. There were three others, but did did you have any trouble with trophy glitches? Would you try to clean everything up? No. They uh, maybe they released a patch because I remember that I couldn't get five specific trophies and they were all online and I've gone back and looked recently and they were definitely glitched when the game first came out and I kind of I guess yeah I, I, I remember he- I remember hearing about that but I never really you just got to make sure that you stay logged in sometimes it would like log you out but I don't ever remember having a real issue with that and I was able to get them when I hit my million and billion dollars. And so, well, I mean, you, you said, so the five online trophies, I think they're five, you had all those completed and then you just were missing some single player ones. It's not like you had to go play the single player again in order to get the online ones. Correct. I had, let me see here. I forget how long ago it was. I hooked up with, uh, my brother cause I was really wanting to get the online portion. That way, if they ever shut the servers down, I have that done. So him and I sat around one afternoon and knocked out. You know, the the really three, I think it was three, trophies that were required to have a partner, so to speak. And then I had gone back and re- just replayed the story again because I had I gotten to a, like almost to the end of the game. And for some reason it was giving me fits. And I went to reload an old save and deleted over the save I wanted to reload and got mad and quit playing. And then when I went back and replayed it all, I zipped right through the part that was, like, giving me fits. So. But, yeah, I didn't have a trouble with the million and billion dollar trophy. Okay. I may uh, ask for your help for that. Um, okay. The one caveat is, though, I used to own the game physically. And it's one of those games that I got rid of when I was cleaning stuff up. And I just went on the PlayStation Store, on the PlayStation 3, to kind of see, okay, well, maybe it's available digitally. It's one of those older games that's only available on disc. Same with um, Force Unleashed, the original one. Force Unleashed 2, you can buy digitally, but the first one you cannot. So I need to uh, find copies of both those games in order to uh, to mop up everything I want to. But Yield, if I do find a physical retail copy of Mercenaries 2, I will... Uh, Hit me up. I will let you know, yeah. Yeah, because the the ones that are online were just really... The, the, the hardest ones was you had to get... I forget, like 30 kills with with a mounted gun, which is basically like in the back of the Jeep, and you're in and you're in the, you know, you're standing on the back with the 50 cal, so to speak, or the machine gun. So that's kind of like the hardest one to get, so to speak, because you just got to kind of, we found a spot in the road where you just kind of drive to one end of the road, and you kill everybody who comes, drive to the other end, and you kind of just drive back and forth. That's kind of the tedious one, but the other ones really weren't that bad. 
All right. Uh, Donnie, any of these games that you heard, ones that you uh, are are a fan of or anything you need to mop up? I know you said you're not necessarily quite so focused on the trophy completions as we are these days, um, except in a game that you really want to play. But is there anything on this list you need to mop up? Nope. Any of the games you played when they first came out? Uh, nope. Shake is the only one on the list that I played. All right. Um, so yeah, anybody looking to uh, to mop up anything, I definitely would um, jump on there. Uh, the uh, like I said, we've already passed October twentieth, so the Army of Twos and then Dragon Age Origins uh, multiplayer screenshot server those are already down. But uh, coming up next is November 9th with Command & Conquer Red Alert 3, Command & Conquer 3 Tiberium Wars, Command & Conquer 3 Kane's Wrath, and Mercenaries 2 Ward and Flames. So I need to hurry my ass up and um, find me a copy of Mercenaries 2. All right, well, that is going to bring us... Before we get to the topic of the week, we always got to check in with our buddy across the pond, Sid. We do have a, another episode of Sophie's Trophies, and that means uh, we're going to throw it to him, Sid. Let's, let's hear it, sir. Hello again, my friends. It's Sid back again with another Sophie's Trophies. So, continuing with the Halloween horror theme, um, kind of because last week was a bit of a deviation. I took a bit of liberty with that one, but I still stand by it. Um, we are going to do Resident Evil 3. This is the remake for the PS4. So, um, what can I say? It's a good game. It's not a great game. It's not a patch on the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, they cut some content. The game is not as long. Um, most of the animations when you shoot an enemy have gone. Um, but, you know, it still looks nice. It plays okay. It could just do with a little bit more, I think. But... The trophy list, guys, is not too bad, apart from a couple of trophies which I haven't got yet. And I will explain that as I go. So, we have 33 trophies in this one, guys. And the first one, as always, is the Platinum. So long, RC. Obtain all trophies. Then we have First Escape, Escape from Jill's Apartment Building. Somebody to lean on. Escape from Uptown Raccoon City. Escape from the city. Make it out of Raccoon City. I don't feel so good. Leave the Clock Tower Plaza. And then we have... Bear with me guys, I'm sorry. We have Complete the Game on Inferno, which I haven't yet done. Then we have Basic Chemistry. Craft an item. Then we have Gunsmith. Improve an item. Improve a weapon. I do apologise. See, I'm not very good at this, guys. Um, so those two, you will get items that you can use to expand, uh, to uh, craft things and all that kind of stuff. It, the game explains it to you, what you need to do, where you need to do it. Expand your inventory. So there you go. Pick up a backpack. Um, there are more than one, so you can uh, pick a few of these up and it will just make it a bit easier to carry things through the game. Nemesis down. Cause Nemesis to relinquish an item. 
So this is when you shoot the Nemesis enough, guys. He will drop down to his knees and become immobile for a bit. So go and pick up whatever it is he drops at that point. Nemesis down, question mark. Defeat Nemesis on the rooftop. So pretty self-explanatory. Beat the shit out of the Nemesis on the rooftop. Power Stones. That is a good reference to an old Dreamcast game there, guys. Uh, place all jewels in the Clock Tower Monument. So as you go around the game, you'll pick jewels up and you need to place them in the uh, monument thing. It's not really a puzzle, guys. All you do is place the jewels. The Carlos Express. Leave RPD, which is the Raccoon Police Department. So you'll end up going back in there, um, which is where Game 2 was set. And um, just go back in and work your way through it and get back out. An unfortunate end. Defeat Zombie Brad. So you'll find him wandering around in a specific area. I think it's an underground walkway type thing in the RPD. And you need to finish him off. And the next one, guys. Complete the game on S rank on Inferno. Which, again, I haven't done. So those are the two trophies that I haven't got in the game. Um, I did start playing it on Inferno. Um, but for some reason, there's a zombie right at the beginning that keeps getting me. And I just got pissed off and turned it off. I need a hero. Withstand the zombie siege. This is in the hospital. Uh, near the end of the hospital. And it's a good little section. Um, if you've played Resident Evil 4, it's like that siege that you do with the Spanish guy. I can't remember his name. But you have to hold them off in the house. But this time it's a hospital. The Pursuer. Follow Nikolai. Deeper underground. Electric Slide. Gather all the fuses in the warehouse within five minutes. So a bit of a rush one this. Just run around and do that bit as quick as you can. Nemesis down, question mark. Defeat stage two, Nemesis. Nemesis down, defeat stage three, Nemesis. Now stage three, Nemesis, he is the final boss. And if I ever go through this on Inferno, I'm not looking forward to it um, because you have to shoot these targets he has on him and then push some generators in place. Um, but the camera isn't very good for it and he, on the second to hardest difficulty he knocks health off like crazy um, but you know I might give it a go one day then we have hello Charlie destroy a Charlie doll so if you played Resident Evil 7 um, there were little dolls in that game that you could shoot this is much the same thing the little bobblehead type creations um, and you have to destroy one. Um, there is a trophy in a minute for destroying all of them. Uh, but first we have two for one deal. Defeat two enemies with a single shot. Very self-explanatory that one guys. Bookworm. Read all story files. And then we have guys. Destroy all Charlie dolls. Kendo's Armory. Collect all weapons in the campaign. So as you go through the game, keep an eye out for any weapons that you can pick up. And there you go. RE Master of Unlocking. Unlock all safes, lockers, strong boxes and pickable locks. So you need to be 
quite methodical with this one, guys. Just take your time as you go through the game. There's nothing really that missable. Um, and if you need a code for anything, it's always in a note nearby. And, you know, just keep your eye out and you should do all right with that. Survivor. Complete the game on standard or higher. Veteran. Complete the game on hardcore or higher. Conqueror. Complete the game on Nightmare or higher. Sensational work. Complete the game with an S rank. S ranks in this game, guys, all they are based on is time. Um, so you complete the game within a certain amount of time, you will get the S rank. Pausing the game doesn't make the timer carry on, but cutscenes do. So you can skip cutscenes and that will knock off a few seconds. Minimalist. Complete the game without opening the item box. So, as with all Resident Evil guys, you have the item box. Um, it magically transforms items from one area to the next for you. So if you're carrying too much, put them in an item box. Uh, do a few areas and then get out what you need when you see your next item box. Um, but this one, you're not allowed to use them. I might need these later. Complete the game using one or fewer recovery items. So, along with minimalist, uh, this one can be a bit of a pain, so do it on the easiest difficulty when you've played the game and you know what you're doing and just run through it. Then we have Sprinter. Complete the game in under two hours of playtime. So, this one guys, I did this one along with Minimalist and I might need these later. Um, because I played the game three times at that point. Um, so I did all these runs all together. Just ran through the game on very easy or whatever the setting is. Um, and after going through the game that many times, that's why I really couldn't be bothered with Inferno. And um, I can't get the hang of the dodge. And there's a zombie right at the start you need to dodge. Um, it's not a very good dodge, guys, to be fair. Um, and it just kept grabbing me. I say kept grabbing me probably two or three times, but by that point I'd had enough. Um, I might do it again. I don't know. But that, guys, is Resident Evil 3. Not the best. Certainly not the worst. Um, I tried playing Resident Evil 6 the other day. I don't get on with that game. Um, it's just not good, I'm afraid. I really wish it was. I do like Resident Evil 5. Um, but, um, yeah. There we go. That is actually a spooky game for a spooky season. And I hope you guys are all okay, all taking care. And I will talk to you soon. Keep getting those trophies, guys. Bye. And we are back. Thank you, Sid, for another rousing episode of Sophie's Trophies. Always love hearing hearing from you, sir. And uh, I hope that... Uh, you uh, are continuing to... Uh, Sid discussed it on the last episode of Trophy Trophies. He was having a little um, issues. He had kind of fallen back into depression. He said he was feeling better, getting back out there. And uh, Sid, I just hope, it, hope that your continued recovery and uh, just kind of, you know, just feeling better. I, ho I hope that you continue to feel better and that uh, you're in a, in a much better place mentally than, than you have been because no, nobody needs to deal with that, especially going into winter. Winter is a very awful time to kind of fall into that trap. Seasonal depression is a real thing. So yeah, uh, I will echo Sid's sentiment from the uh, previous episode when I say uh, take care of yourselves, as, you know, physically and mentally because, you know, they both 
uh, can have tremendous impacts on, on your well-being. We, our last story, our topic of the week, is going to center around the brand new game Gotham Knights. And of course, Tricky, he's uh, jumping on the horse right away. He's already on the train. He's already playing Gotham Knights. So hopefully when he comes back next week, we'll have a, an update on you know, what he thinks of the game. Donnie, you, uh, Donnie, you'll, before I get into the news, which is uh, definitely not favorable for the Xbox, uh, what are you guys, uh, either one of you guys going to play this, either one? Uh, I know that you, we had kind of talked about this before, Yield, and how we were like, why do we want to play this game when we're not playing as Batman? Um, after seeing more videos and media on it, has your opinion changed at all? Not yet. Like, it's kind of possibly piqued my interest. I'm still waiting to see some more, because I'm just, it hasn't, like, drawn me to it yet. So... What if Tricky comes back next week and said, oh, it's a super fun game, oh, you guys got to play this. Like, is that going to be enough for you, or is it just going to be like, well, I'll take that into consideration, and I'll be excited to buy it when it's like $30. I'll take it into consideration, but I still need to see more. more. Why? Why are you going to take anything Tricky said into consideration? Well, that's why I said I would take it into consideration. But why? That's what I'm asking. Why? Well, he's been right on some games. Well, to be fair, also, like, if it were up to him, none of us would have ever played Ghost of Tsushima, because it was you and I... Oh, yeah, he, he, it was a horrible game. Horrible game! Ended up loving it, because we told him to keep on it, and he would love it. But, yeah, so, I mean... I mean uh, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Y'all said... You, you said it was horrible? No, 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 no. I, was be, I was being sarcastic, because Tr Tricky was like, he had one nothing to do with the game. And Alex and I were like, you're absolutely crazy, it's like the best game, one of the best games ever made. Oh, well, again, Tricky don't know how to play games. <laughs> he just be button smashing and trophies popping. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't even have to press the buttons. He'll just be, like, watching something on TV or cooking stuff for dinner, and he'll just get some trophies. Yeah, and just get trophies. He's got a rubber band or some, like, mousetrap-like... He's like Kevin McAllister over here, but instead of, like, beating up bad guys, he's got, like, all these traps and stuff to, to press the buttons on the controller for him. I... All right, so Donnie, we got Gotham Knights. I assume that you were a fan of the Batman Arkham games. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Batman Arkham games. Not a fan of Batman per se himself or anything DC, but the Arkham games, the series are pretty dope. I dig. This this doesn't bode well then for Gotham Knights, Donnie. When it comes to you saying you're not really a fan of DC. Oh yeah, I was about to say yeah, I'm totally not interested in <laughs> Gotham Knights at all. <laughs> I do did Nightwing in Teen Titans Robin, but that's about uh, yeah. This game doesn't interest me at all. Donnie, are you ready for a hot take on 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 this show? We were supposed to actually have uh, uh, Joe Priestley was supposed to be on the show, but he had to, to cancel last minute. And as we know. Joe likes to dish out the hot takes. Um, so I'm going to, in his stead, I'll give you a hot take here, Donnie. Are you ready? I have never seen a version of Robin that I ever said to myself, you know who I'd really like to take control of? Robin. Like, what, like, I, I know I'm going to get some hate for this, but like, what a wet noodle superhero character is, is, is Robin. Like, 
I, I don't know. I will have to say that the, the Teen Titans, well, the first version of Teen Titans, I didn't really care for Teen Titans Go. But that version of Robin was actually pretty cool because he was, it, it, it's a cheap comparison to say he was, he was Batman-esque, but he was his own badass character because he didn't have Batman over his shoulder telling him what he was doing wrong. Yeah, but even then, wasn't he the worst character on Teen Titans? Nah. Um, no, I would say I wasn't. I would. I was. I wasn't really a fan of Starfire, and Beast Boy would be right up above that. Yeah, I was gonna say as sweet as Starfire probably could be. Yeah, she wasn't really all that in. Teen Titans and all that. And also, that's why I specifically said Teen Titans Robin. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Donnie. Yeah, the Teen Titans Robin was pretty dope. Yeah. And uh, Nightwing, the name sounds sweet. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's like their attempt to give some edge to Robin. Like, you know, after the... uh, the old 90s movies when Robin was in there played by Chris O'Donnell, which no, no shade to Chris O'Donnell, but like... I think he did the best with what he could, with what he had. Yeah, I mean, he did, but like that's when you think of a very uninteresting, kind of boring, like, blase Robin, or just a very, like, unenticing Robin, you kind of think of that's Chris it. O'Donnell. Yeah. But I mean, like, Nightwing was their attempt, I guess, to kind of edge him up a little bit and make him more brooding, like, basically like, Hey, if Batman wasn't here, then Nightwing is the guy who's gonna, you know, be the one to uh, to go out there and kick the shit out of some bad guys. That's why the name only sounds sweet. All right. Well, I guess we should actually get into the news aspect here because um, it's a little bit of a it's something that you can use for ammo on the message boards if you're into the the still into the uh, the the console wars kind of thing so this comes from cbr.com and the author is greg hill the title or the headline reads gotham knights dev blames xbox for frame rate limitations uh quote a senior developer working on the upcoming gotham knights has blamed the xbox series x for the game's locked frame rate and other technical limitations in now deleted tweets shared on twitter uh going back to me if you put something on Twitter, you should know that somebody on the internet somewhere has screen capped it, so deleting it doesn't do no good. Quote, Lee Devenel, a senior character technical artist at WB Games Montreal, called the Xbox Series X, Series X, excuse me, Xbox Series S, a potato, and said it was holding back an entire generation of games. Devenald wrote that developers are facing difficulties in fully utilizing the powerful new hardware of the Xbox Series X because Microsoft continues to push for the release on the weaker Series S console. He had that because multi-platform games have to be optimized for the lowest performers, fans would continue to see lower frame rates and less intensive graphics if developers had to include consoles like the Series S in their release plans. Since publishing the tweets, Devin All's Twitter account seems to have been deleted. Oh man, he went the the hard route. Uh, and if you're on CBR.com, the uh, there are indeed pictures of these quotes uh, on, on Twitter. Let me see here if I can get a... Well, it's not going to be able to... I'm trying to see if I can... Um, I was trying to see if I can get a picture of these and read them, but uh, okay, here we go. Uh, 
Let's see. So on Twitter, Lee Devonald said, I wish gamers understood what 60 FPS means in terms of all the things they lose to make the games run that fast, especially taking into account that we have a current gen console that's not much better than the last gen one. Let's see. Uh, Devonald also responded to somebody saying, Series S GPU mostly. Multi-platform games always have to optimize for the lowest platformer. Uh, the, the Series S exists, though, and one Microsoft won't let you launch on without the other. Uh, an entire generation of games ham- hamstrung by a potato. So those are the actual quotes from Mr. Devonall on Twitter. Um, not very favorable, uh, to say the least. Not throwing any shade at the Xbox Series X, but more that uh, the Series S is kind of holding everything back. Uh, the last thing I'll read from this is, uh, is the quote... Um, Developers' comments come in the wake of a growing backlash against Gotham Knight's locked 3 uh, FPS frame rate and a lack of performance mode. W Games Montreal blamed the features included in Gotham Knight for the omissions, saying it had to make sacrifices to account things like untethered co-op gameplay and a highly detailed open world. The news caused much chagrin among PS5 and Xbox Series X owners on social media, many of whom said the locked frame rate was unacceptable on hardware that can smoothly run games 60 FPS. So there you have it. The Series S is being blamed for some of the issues with the game that making the game not run as well as it could. What do, what do you guys think about this? I mean, as some question, as real some, quick, uh, yes, sir. Is this S by Series is this the the latest generation of consoles for? It, it is the more basic edition that essentially allows you access to um, Game Pass without having to spend all the money on the. Uh, the, the Series X version. So it's the cheaper one, but it still gives you access to Game Pass. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me make sure I hear this right. You, Yield, did I say anything incorrect there? I don't believe so. No, okay, but I just want to make sure I heard it right for this to be a series. So this is, okay, you know how Station has the disc and non-disc version? If this is supposed to be something similar to that? Um, well, the Series S, I believe, is... Let me see. I can't remember. Well, 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 basically, so one comes with Game Pass and the other one don't come with Game Pass? No, you can access Game Pass on both of them. That They, they basically released the Series S because the Series S is a lower-end console. It's cheaper than the Series X. So anyone who just wants access, it's, you know, Microsoft is pushing to get Game Pass on as many different things as they possibly can. So the Xbox Series S was an answer to, hey, this console isn't as powerful as the X, but if you just want kind of entry-level console, or I shouldn't say an entry-level console, but if you just want a more value-friendly console to play Game Pass, this is, you know, what you're looking at. So it's not, <laughs> it's still retarded to me, but just, just don't make this freaking council, period. Well, that's, that's what he was saying. Like, you cut this out. We're being held back by this. Yeah, but I mean, for them to even come out with it in the first place, I thought it was something like the station versions were, but not, not, what the, what? No, not, but yeah, that, that's, that's, that's idiotic anyway. That's idiotic anyway. And also, as far as a developer, like, 
um, do just develop for the council you're developing for. Stop trying to make what you're developing into the more powerful version and just make what you're making for. Well, well, Donnie, that's that's what he was saying is that he they wanted to make it you know, run as well as possible on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, but they also had to hamper things for those consoles because they had to, Xbox will not let you release a game for the Series X if you don't also make an S version. So, um, and one of your questions earlier, Donnie, was that it, um, about it being disc-based. So the uh, the Xbox Series X does not have a disc drive. It's, it's all digital when you buy that. So it's kind of like the digital, the all digital PS5, except it's not as powerful as the PS5 because obviously the, the, all digital PS5 isn't, you know, no one's out there complaining that uh, this 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 crappy console is um, is holding us back. It's just as powerful as the, the PlayStation Five disc disc based version. But that's again to what I'm. I guess what I'm trying to say is 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 stupid to even come out with this system to begin with. Make them both equally powerful, or just bring out one. That's why you gonna make a, a brand new generation of consoles, but we still playing three station or to, if this was the station, we'll still be playing station three on the station five. Well, I, I think that Microsoft's thinking is that you know that I mean they wanted to launch with multiple SKUs in order to give people options, and again, like their whole push is we want you to play on Game Pass. You know, we want you to use stuff like X Cloud. We want you to use stuff like Smart Delivery. They care less about the hardware these days. So, you know, for people who want the high-end console, they release the Series X. But they also want to get people who don't want to spend as much money. And it's like, hey, here's your two ninety nine Series S, and you can still you can go all digital. You can you know still play on Game Pass. So they're basically just trying to get as many throw out a wider net with a console that we can see is now potentially hampering the development of a lot of games that run more smoothly on the the Series X and the PlayStation 5. But it's basically just about them getting more people invested in Game Pass. Whatever. Again, stupid. Like don't just don't come out with the system. Don't even again, I'm just baffled at the whole Yeah, it's pretty harsh when developer calls your uh your console a potato. Cuz potatoes are delicious, but they certainly you know, can't do a whole lot of other things. I, um, yeah, I mean, Donnie, I'm sure that they focus test when it comes to upcoming versions of consoles and say, what are you willing to pay for this? What's the price point you're comfortable with? So I guess after all their focus testing, all their R&D, that's kind of what they came up with. Yeah, again, I, I understand all this focus crap. I understand that too. But again, don't come out with the same system if they don't do the same thing, minus one is downloadable only and the other one is disc and downloadable or whatever. But if they ain't doing the same thing, don't come out with it. Well, they, they, they are doing the same thing, just more crappily for one of them. For one of them. But that's what I'm saying, though. Don't make it at all. If it ain't, it ain't doing the same thing. It's playing the same games, but it ain't doing the same thing. That's what I mean. Like, just don't make it come out with this freaking council at all. don't spend your supposed resources that's already in scarce mode onto making bs versions of a dope thing like <laughs> that's to me again i understand capitalism you're about money 
but in this scenario right here it's just to me it's just idiotic for you to come out with a uh xbox I, I don't forget the other one i'm just gonna say xbox maximum and then come out with an xbox maximum negative <laughs> Well, I think unfortunately, Donnie, the, the problem is that now that Microsoft has a user base and install base of Series S, they now have to make sure that people are providing games for it because they don't want to just abandon those people who bought the Series S. So I think we're, until the next hardware cycle, we're kind of stuck with it and the games that it can uh, can run. Yield, sir, what are your thoughts? Is that what the S stands for? S by Series suck. You know, Donnie, maybe they thought that that was too harsh and it would draw people away from their console. So maybe, like, we'll just take the UCK off and call it Series S. Um, Yield, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that something like this is uh, going to in the future? Like, is this is this kind of an argument for put out one? Like, you know, like do like Sony, have, like, consoles that can run the games at the same quality, but one disc-based and one is physical. Do you think that's more of an argument for that? Don't have two different levels of, of console capability? Well, absolutely. I mean, so that way you're not developing for the, the least of the the least of the two, I guess is what I want to say. Um, yeah. Well, it's I, I, I think in a way it's probably just for Microsoft to put more consoles out there. Here's a less powerful one and it's cheaper and you'll get people to buy it. So I, again, I get the, the yeah, capitalism yeah. of it. Like again, capitalism is BS to me as well. But again, I, un I get the capitalism of it, but doesn't that seem again, that seem like if I, <laughs> if I got, uh, I got. I guess it's a. I'm probably a bad analogy, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I got a used old car, but yet the inside of it is all decked out with all the dopeness, technology, and all this and that. But it won't move out of this spot that is parked in because the freaking it sucks. All this dopeness sucks now because if I can't do anything with the dopeness, all the dopeness sucked then. Donnie, did you buy a lemon? Did you get a useless car? No, I haven't. But I, it just, man, capitalism sucks. All right, well, let me, let me throw this out to you all and, and propose this, or at least ask this question. Yield, does this, as like, someone who has bought a, a current gen console and one of the more high-end ones now we don't have to worry about this kind of thing when it comes to sony exclusive games you're not going to worry about this with god of war with horizon returnal nothing like that because these games are made specifically for the playstation hardware and it's teams owned by sony first party studios that have the best access to sony technology but when it comes to like third-party games does it make you feel kind of ripped off that hey i could get a better version of this game the, but if not for this other console that I don't even own. It's annoying, but on like the frame rate, I I don't really notice it unless someone points it out to me. Oh, hey, it's doing that because of the frame rate. Um, I'm not that technically into stuff to really 
throw a fit about 30 frames to 60 frames. Thank you for not being a crybaby gamer. Oh, he busted it out. Um, so wait, Donnie, you're, you don't feel, you know, cheated in any way by having like, when it comes to multi-platform games and them not running as best as they can on, on your PlayStation. I really f- fall into that category anyway. Matter of fact, if it does, it happens for just like a moment and then it never does again. Cause I have run into that issue, but probably since station three came out probably twice. <laughs> but again, even if it did, I understand because sometimes <laughs> it just does that. It's technology. It happens. But <laughs> yeah, and you experience it more. At least I experienced it more on line multiplayer stuff. Yeah, because you're also dealing with other people's connections too. Exactly, exactly. So outside of that, I, so I, I rarely to like I said, probably twice. And I will say on uh, it was once on. I believe Kingdom Hearts and maybe um, what's that Ghost of Tsushima I want to say that too but it was like just for like an instance and never again so but so yeah it ain't nothing to be BSing over this this wouldn't keep you uh, from buying a, a third party game right that you know hey we're uh it's, it's, you said it it's, won't it's, keep me from buying Yeah, it one? won't keep you from buying one if it's locked to like 30 frames per second because of a certain console. No. I'm, I'm just asking that, you that an honest question there, No, 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 my bad. No, no, not you, but is the, I forget that's what it was. People are locked on frames per second. Like, y'all don't know, Jack. Y'all don't know nothing about freaking technology. Every you freaking gamers don't know nothing about freaking frame. You just know that hey, it says a frame rate, so you think the higher number, the better. So I, I it may be, but again, you barely, you ain't gonna know this, Jack. You just saying something just to be a part of the crybaby crowd. Hey, I got astigmatism, so I don't know if I would notice it, but, but. exactly, they ain't noticing nothing either. Just like they can't see the freaking. A million K TV, right? <laughs> like, oh my goodness, this is so much better than the freaking Super HD K TV. This million K is just like whatever, like freaking bionic eyeballs. You think you got? <laughs> All right. So now this guy comes out and says this, and apparently now not only is the tweet gone, but his account is gone. Is that he got in trouble with somebody? Right? Somebody saw that at his company at WB. And it's like, you can't put this shit out there. What are you doing? Or like somebody from Microsoft saw it and it's like, excuse us? What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, you be- you better delete that. I don't know. Yeah, like, you want to keep your job? Get this out of here. Make this disappear. But of course, you know, the internet remembers. So, I, I don't know. I think if you're going to put something out there, you know, just be willing to handle the consequences. Of course, this gives all the PlayStation, the Sony ponies, all the ammo they need to, to have a good laugh at the Xbox owner's um, expense for a day, but Again, you need again. this to laugh at S bots. What? What? <laughs> so you need this to laugh at S bots? <laughs> the S bots being in existence is laughable. <laughs> oh, Donnie. Donnie, I know you don't want the console wars to come back, right? 
Oh, it could come back. I ain't participating in it. <laughs> so it could come back all at once. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, honestly, just for simplicity in the future, it would be nice. You know, people get confused at retail. I work in a grocery store, and I cannot remember the number of times that people come in, things they buy regularly every week, and then they don't remember the brand name or exactly what it is. Like, hi, I'm looking for this butter. And I'm like, okay. Do you remember the name? Do you remember what the package looks like? Do you remember what kind it was? No. So. <laughs> I just know it's not butter, but I'm looking for butter. I'm looking for butter. <laughs> I can tell you that people get confused at retail and don't pay attention very well. So I think that going forward, I think it is better if you're going to release multiple consoles, have them be equivalent as far as the hardware. Make them be able to run the same games at the same quality and let's just cut out this mess of this tiered system where, well, this one's better than this one, but this one's cheap. I, I, I would just rather have. How you going? <laughs> what, what, Donnie? What, what, How you going to cause rivalry within your same company? It's like, how you going to have console wars in the same console? Um, I don't necessarily know if I would call it a console war, but I mean. Is that's what it is. You got you got well again, not a war per se, but in the figuratively speaking type way. Like instead of having uh S bots against Nintendo and Station and Cat Dreamcast or whatever, you got S bots against X bots. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely don't think that there's there's um Xbox owners at a bar, one, you know, one rep in the S, one rep in the X, fist fighting each other over which console is better. I think that's pretty well accepted, but but yeah. Uh, any further comments before we uh, go ahead and get out of here for this week? Nah, we PlayStation. Talk too much about the bots. Oh no, we evolved from that, right? My bad. I mean, you know what? Sometimes it comes into the news where you talk about Microsoft. Sometimes it comes to the news where you talk about Nintendo. Can't always be just in the walled garden of Sony, Donnie. Sony. Yeah, Donnie. I, yeah, I know, I know. You, you whores have matured a little. You take that back. Absolutely not. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you say we matured? <laughs> no, we've reached peak maturity a long time ago, and it's not going any further than it already is, man. Look, we we are all. If not in at over forty, getting close to forty, and we ain't maturing any more than we already have. I'll tell you that much. We are we are solid rock. We are we are statues. We're not. We are who we are, Donnie. Can you accept that about us? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, well, Donnie, we're gonna wrap up this episode of Trophy Horrors. But first, why don't you plug all the stuff you're doing? We know about whatever talk. Feel free to talk about some of your latest episodes of what you guys have been up to, and you know any spinoffs that you're doing. Ooh, oh, you guys might. You guys might find the uh, latest episode interesting, or the next episode interesting. <laughs> I think it would be more interesting, Donnie, to know which episode is the, uh, which podcast is the Series X, and which one is the Potato. Uh, I have no uh, Potatoes nor Series X. They all banging hardwares. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they all station hardware. Uh, but uh, yeah, whatever talk, uh, go, you know, Google, Google, we're everywhere. Uh, what else? Uh, the spinoffs. Uh, I ain't really did too many spinoffs other than the Babbles, which are 
clips of episodes. Um, but hey, they take time too to edit. Cause, uh, and um, oh, and I do had the other podcast, Challenge Our Beliefs, which is a religion-based one. Oh, that's dangerous territory there, Donnie. That is dangerous territory. Territory. Hey, I welcome all taboo. There's no taboo that frightens me. I want to talk about everything. Any, with anyone who has the courage to talk, because people think they have the courage to talk until they get to that one topic, and then they say, oh, wait, oh, 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 no, I got to get mad now, versus stating, I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> you know, just state I'd rather not talk about it versus getting mad over it. There, there's a reason that I refuse to be on Tricky Talks or Tricky Thoughts. I don't know if you know what Tricky Thoughts is, Donnie. Oh yeah, I, I haven't been invited yet because uh, I, I think I'm, I think I'm too. Tricky is afraid of what <laughs> what storm is coming if he brings you on to Tricky Thoughts. Oh tricky yeah, thoughts. exactly. Tricky don't. Tricky be thinking he ready for conversation, but he ain't ready for the conversation. He ain't ready for the conversation. He not, but yeah, well, challenge our whatever talk, challenge our beliefs. Uh, I'm always looking for anybody who got the courage to talk about stuff. Um, I'm really interested in you, if you want to talk about uh, uh, your religion. I find that extremely fascinating that you can be a believer. But uh, those are really it. All right, when when did the podcast come out, Donnie? What what day of the week is uh, is whatever talk? Yeah, they, they come out whenever I put them out. I ain't got no set day. <laughs> but the babbles, I try to release those at least one one a day until the the big main show is ready to be released. So, yeah, be on the lookout for everyday stuff. You got you got stuff every day. Every day. You, Anchor. Anchor. Anchor.fm, I think, is the home. But like I said, it's easier to just Google. Anchor has every episode ever released, but Google, Google us will be, we're the first thing that Google pops up as far as whatever talks so, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I'm hoping to have some merch. Oh, dare, dare I ask what the, uh, what the merch is going to be? You got t-shirts, you got hats, Donnie? Yeah, right now, shirts and, and, and hats, I, I'm designing uh, maybe just on a hat, just the whatever talk logo, and shirts. Right now, just throwing around ideas for, for some, so for some reason, people like shirts with words on them, cause that makes them a bill. That makes them a billboard. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, people like shirts with words on them. So hey, be on the lookout for that stuff soon. So hopefully, real soon. All right. Well, y'all, y'all heard him. The uh, what better way to, uh, you know, get a little bit of dose of Donnie every day, every single day. There, there's a uh, the little babble episodes. No better way to start or end your day than uh, with a little dose of Donnie. Donnie, you want to throw out any shout outs, sir? Oh yeah, shout out to you guys. Thanks for uh, thinking of me, Tricky, to uh, come on the show. I don't talk video game much like I used to. I am looking for anybody who wants to talk some Kratos with me, some God of War between now and probably next week. I want to get in and talk about it before 
the Ragnarok come out. But if, if nobody talks, I mean, got, got anything to say? I do have to talking to myself. Well, Whatever talking to myself. Well, Donnie, so. I think there's only one of us. I mean, I enjoyed 2018 God of War. I had some issues with it, but you know, there's only one of us on this show that has a real hard on for uh, for Kratos, and it ain't Yield because Yield's never played a God of War game. So no, not me. Uh, well, tricky. He ain't ready. He ain't ready for it either. He ain't ready for it. No, but yeah. Anybody? Yeah, I'm looking for that soon. Uh, within the next few days. Does uh, Does Daryl play God of War? I'm not sure. I didn't. I know me and Daryl are like the Resident Evil people. And With a name like Resident Daryl, how could you not be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He the uh, he the president of Resident. The re- the resident president. President. Yeah, the resident president. <laughs> but yeah, y'all. Oh, shout out to my family, Mila, y'all, and you guys. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't hear Lakira snoring in the background of this episode. Doesn't doesn't quite feel like home. It's good to have you on, but it doesn't quite feel like uh, like home if she's not back there sleeping while you're podcasting. Yeah, she not here. She not here right now. <laughs> I can uh, I can send you some uh, background audio of snoring and just just put that at the beginning of every episode you're on, and it's like okay, it's like the train whistle. Well, there's Lakira snoring. Donnie's coming on. Prepare your ears. All right, yield your shout out, sir. Uh, shout out to Donnie for coming on last minute, filling in. Always a pleasure having him on. Shout out to Alex for recording night. Uh, shout out to Nitro, Brain76, Prepare to Die or Scum for playing some Deep Rock this past week. Uh, shout out to everyone who uh, hangs out with us on the Facebook group or checks out the show on Twitch. It's very much appreciated. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, we unfortunately could not have the Twitch uh, live stream going this week because Tricky was not here. Uh, but with that, we'll be back next week uh, with Tricky's on. Uh, give a shout out, of course, to the listeners, the fuel to the fire. There's Trophy Horse, our fantastic community that, uh, again, supports us so that we continue wanting to do this. If it was just three of us talking together, it's not, it's not cool. It's not just... We don't really want to do it unless we have the community involvement. So to all the awesome people in our community, we love you. We thank you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for making Trophy Horse even better than it uh, we thought it could ever be. A shout-out to Tricky, who's at work tonight. We got a shout-out to Yield for recording. And a big shout-out to Donnie, of course. This was very last minute. So thank you, Donnie, for uh, for spending your Sunday night with us. I know that, you know, giving up two hours of your time, we could be doing something else is, is a big thing. So we definitely appreciate it, especially so last minute. Last minute. Oh, I appreciate it too. It's all good. Yeah, I definitely Ain't don't like think it. we could have had you on a more perfect episode than uh, when we talk Resident Evil for about a third of it. Third of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, good, good, awesome, awesome. And uh, oh, yield. I was just thinking, you list off all those people playing Deep Rock Galactic. What's what's up with Harry Balzonia? Is Harry Balzonia not playing any uh, any Deep Rock? No, no, he is not a Deep Rock Galactic employee. But he's still hanging around, right? Still, still playing games. With the old. He- yeah, he is still hanging around. He is more of the couch co-op. Harry Balls on you is just hanging around. Yep, it's just hanging around. I'm gonna be honest. I just wanted to say Harry Balls on you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real about that. Um, but good to hear Harry, Harry's still sticking around. All right. Uh, last but not least, giving a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend Ashley. I love you, honey. 
And uh, yeah, we will uh, see you guys next week for another episode of Trophy Horrors. Uh, hopefully we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll try to get some, some spooky topics on there. You know, just a few Halloween questions in the spirit of the holiday, which of course is, uh, yield. I'm a or horror yield. fanatic. Yield. You a- Donnie, you not yield you. If you need me on for some horror questions, answering, I'm there. You know, I don't think, I don't think we can have anything more horrific on this show than you and Tricky going at it again. Like uh, we ain't gonna go like, at it. I'm. I grew up a long time ago. In, in, you know what? In in fifty years, there will be a nursing home with both you and Tricky in it. Y'all be wearing you know your moo-moos around, and uh, you'll still be taking snipe shots at each other. And I'm just hope I'm alive still to see that. Uh, but yeah, sorry. That's gonna bring us to the end of episode five hundred forty-six. Closer and closer to episode five fifty. Hope everyone has a good week in preparation for Halloween. Get out there and decorate if you haven't already decorated. Just take in the the fall, the foliage of the fall. Just enjoy some of the good weather we've had out there. But uh, thank you for all for joining us. And until next week, happy trophy hunting. See ya. Yeah. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.